Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Anthony Harry Podcast. I am doing this podcast over my lunch break at my day job, and I was like, what am I going to talk about? What do, what do I want to touch on? And there are really a lot of things going on that seem to be applicable to this theme of becoming a better artist. But today, I it hit me, and I'm just going to run with it. Today, I want to talk about why... In today's day and age, it is more important than ever that you are the expert, but give credit to everybody else. So let's get into it. What do I mean by that? You need to be the expert, and then you need to give credit to everybody else. Let me lay the groundwork. The world that we live in right now, and maybe it's skewed from a United States perspective. But the world as I'm observing it is increasingly finding itself wanting to question experts. We want to question everything from uh, economists, scientists, people in the medical fields. We want to question them. We expect them to have answers and then we want to contest the answers that they give us and yet when things go completely sideways then those are the people that we want to go be able to go to for help and in the face of that reality i think it's ever more important that the individual in whatever space that we operate in we should be committed to being the expert So let's apply this towards what I talk about here. I obviously am not a scientist. I am not a doctor. Uh, I am a creative person. I am an author. I'm an illustrator. And I fit a certain role within both of those processes. If I'm writing a novel, I'm the author. I, I write the words. But I'm not the expert in, say, editing or publishing or maybe even marketing. I have my role. And then in the world of graphic novels and comic books, uh, I might write or I might illustrate, but there's many facets, many steps that get filled along the way to publish like a graphic novel. You have the, the writer and then you have an editor that checks the writing and then that goes to the artist. And a lot of times it's three artists. You have someone who does the initial line work. That again is checked by an editor, often the same editor as the one who edited the script. Then it goes to an inker to finalize those lines. Then it will go to a color artist or a colorist to then embellish upon it further and give it whatever sense of tone or Um, what was the word I was going to use? Realism or or even uh, non-realism that's appropriate to the artwork. And then a fourth artist comes in and will do lettering and put in the word bubbles and the captions and, and that sort of thing. And oftentimes you'll see that the letter also works as a designer. Uh, they'll get that credit because they'll finalize the page, which then once again coordinates with an editor and then goes out to be published. And so within each of those realms, 
a person has the opportunity to become an expert, to become so versed in what they do that it's unquestionable that they are an authority on the topic. And we know some people like that. I mean, if any one of us keeps track of any any industry, we know who stands out as an expert, um, or at least who gets credited as an expert. Looking at film as an example, I think it'd be safe to say that someone like Steven Spielberg is easily able to be called an expert when it comes to cinema. And that is proven through the track record of his work. Um, Del Toro, he's got a new movie coming out. I just watched the uh, trailer for it last night. And I think he could be called an expert within the scope of the his choices with filmmaking. And when we're doing something like art, uh, which film is clearly art, but it's a good example because a lot of times you might look at a movie like, say, Jurassic Park, one of my all-time favorites, and think, man, Spielberg killed it on that movie. He made such a great movie, and as a director, he was able to get everything he needed to walk that fine line between a a sci-fi adventure film and also really a horror monster movie film and... Clearly, it spawned an amazing franchise that is still going today. And yet, did he? <laughs> like, as my, as my brother Willis likes to say, did he really? Likes to ask that question. Like, is that really what happened? And I think in this case, it's a fair, it's a fair challenge to make. Because in the comic book world, or even in my own accomplishments, uh, someone might very flatteringly look at a piece of my work and say, man, Anthony did a really great job on that book. And that's awesome. My, My last episode of the podcast, I talked about actually receiving a compliment like that. And the fact that it, it affected me so much that I became involuntarily emotional I just I just was not expecting that kind of praise. And yet did I like did I really deserve that kind of credit? And maybe I did, right? I mean, I wrote it and I published it and whatever. But at the same time, this is where the second part of today's theme comes in. Be the expert right? Know how to do your role. Know how to do your role so well that people can only acknowledge through the quality of your execution that you're an expert. And yet when they come to you, because some people will eventually come to you and they'll say, man, that's so good. Like you did a really great job. At this moment, be humble enough to give credit to everybody else because whether it's novels or comic books or movies or music or whatever there's always somebody whose name gets stamped at the top right somebody who gets credited as being the genius being the expert being the reason this thing is so good and yet very rarely uh, 
is truly great art made alone, especially media art, where it's more than just an illustration or more than just a painting. But even in those spaces, you often have a muse, you have an inspiration, you have a collaborator, you have a spouse, you have friends, you have a, an editor, you have an agent, you have somebody who looked at you and said, Anthony, make it better. Or even went further and said, it could be better if you did the following. And then, sure, as the person making the art, you might have the freedom to accept or deny the suggestion. But very rarely are we without the opportunity to give credit to other people. There's a huge conversation happening right now in the comic book world where writers get so much attention. Oh, this great comic book came out from so-and-so, and it's the writer. But yet, as we've already touched on, a lot of times there's six other people involved with that book that aren't the writer. They're, the writer is surely important, but then you have the editor, the penciler, the inker, the colorist, the letterer, and probably some people that you don't even know, like the assistant editor, or maybe those artists have assistants working for them that never get credited. I've been in that position. I own a handful of comics that were published by a publisher that I had the privilege to work as an assistant, like an apprenticeship situation. And there are panels in there that I know I did the penciling for and they, the final artist didn't change it too much before it went to the inker. And that's an amazing feeling to know that you executed that way, but no one else knows. And no one else in this case really needs to know. My point in even bringing it up is that there are people who deserve credit, who contributed to this praised outcome, that if we as the expert have positioned ourselves and earned the positioning to be given the credits and the accolades that we would, because we can conduct ourselves and execute our work at a level that deserves recognition, then how much more so do the people who helped keep us in that position or get us to that position also deserve that credit? I think that that's massively important. Again, it goes back to a point I made in an earlier show. The way we treat the environment is the way the environment will likely treat us. If we we love our fans if we if we love the people who support our work and, and we sincerely value and nurture that relationship then it's most likely that that's going to return to you and we will then receive not only enthusiastic verbal support but likely people who are stepping up and buying our books and supporting our art and making it so that we can do it as more than just an expensive hobby. And that's the challenge that I would pose in this space right now. And I say it really from a standpoint of someone who's contemplating a lot of options on, cause I'm always thinking of like, well, when I get done with what I'm working on, what am I gonna do next? And I come from that perspective because I'm not in a perspective where people are offering me opportunities. So for the 20 years that I've been pursuing life as a full-time creative professional, a lot of it comes from me being 
willing to step up and say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Let me find people to connect with so I can make it happen. And then executing on that. And even in that space where I need to be the catalyst behind whatever my next opportunity is going to be, it only becomes a manifested opportunity when I'm able to pair myself and my ambition and my work with people and circumstances that are complementary to that. And so as I work towards becoming the further expert on the areas of the craft that I'm passionate about, it's also a challenge to myself to remember to be thankful. To be thankful that guys like Sebastian reached out and hired me to do a five-page short story. And guys like Greg reached out and have given me the opportunity to do a three-page short story. And these guys are really cool guys. Just real people, right? That want to tell great stories. And then they said, hey, I want to trust you to draw my story. And there are going to be people who, when they see those things, they might focus just on the artwork. Well, those people need to know that that artwork only exists because the writer trusted me to do it and hired me to to make it real, make it go further than the description on the page. And then even at the same time, my wife, Savvy, always supporting me and believing in me and helping to create and foster an environment that allows me to be creative. Nothing that I do is possible without that. Because if she wasn't doing that part, then I simply wouldn't have the opportunity to take what is essentially free time because it's not time that I'm that I've obligated myself to work for my employer and turn that into art and turn that into commissions and turn that into networking or possibly doing this uh, anthology thing that I'm brainstorming on with myself. It's good to stay humble and it's even more important to stay grateful. So whatever facet, whatever step or phase in the process that you might be more, more attached to, become the expert in that. Become so proficient at it that if you were to look back at your work from even a year ago, you would see a dramatic shift in what you have accomplished. And then when people recognize your expertise, when they look at you and they say, man, you did a really good job. Take that opportunity to give credit to everybody else and never lose sight of the fact that all of it is a gift. Even, even and perhaps even most especially when we're fighting for it in between the demands of day-to-day living and external employment and things like that. Right? That's my thought. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Anthony Harry Podcast. I will be back again with more. And I'll try to make it not so serious next time. But anyways, that's my challenge. Go be an expert and give credit to everybody else. Thanks for listening.